Welcome to episode 7 of Lore You Can't Explore, a podcast where we drive down the road of discovery, which isn't the good path, it's the other one, and we find the lore. My name is Corbin. My name is Josh. Corbin, what's today's episode about? We're talking about the newest Pixar movie, Onward. Onward was directed by Dan Scanlon and released in 2020. Corbin, take it away with the summary. So we got two brothers, right? And they, like, are brothers, and their dad died. But turns out he had a magic wand or staff. And then the, the younger brother, who turned 16, gets the staff now because he's old enough. And then he's like, what? Magic. And he, his dad prepared a spell where he can be back for a day and see his boys. But they only bring his legs back. And then they go on hijinks to get another crystal to power the spell and to bring back the rest of the dad so they can see him and he can see them. And then they do at the end and only the older brother sees it. And yeah, that's that's good enough. (laughs) All right. We've got a new segment today called fun facts that I have typed up and I want you to read for us. All right. I'll get I'll I'll read those facty foos. Onward is one of five original Pixar movies that wasn't a remake or a sequel in the last 10 years, and that's including The Good Dinosaur, which nobody saw, so it can barely be counted as a movie, according to the fact. I agree with the fact. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, apparently Good Dinosaur lost a good amount of money. It's a bad movie. I've never seen it, but I think it's bad. Anyways. How, how, How can you say it's bad? You've never seen it. I'm going with my gut on this, baby. All right, who's to argue with your gut? (laughs) Not me. Dan Scanlon, the director and co-writer of the movie, also wrote and directed Monster University, which explains a lot. It it does, though. (laughs) That's a true fact right there. True fact, 100%, no opinion. It's got big Monsters University energy. To help create the fantasy world of New Mushroomton and the spells used in the movie, they gathered a nerd team of Pixar employees who liked Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, role-playing games, cosplay, and an anime group they called The Fellowship, which is also nerds. (laughs) It's weird that they had so many people who liked fantasy and then they made their fantasy so weird. Yeah, it's it's odd. (laughs) Alright, it's time to give Onward a rating out of 10. Personally, I give it like a 5 out of 10. A lot of people seem to like this movie. I, it didn't hit as hard, but it was an enjoyable ride. So we'd heard some good things about Onward, but I really didn't feel like the emotional beats really connected with me. But that could just be me, because everyone we talked to said they really enjoyed it. So I don't know if I'm missing something, or it just wasn't really for me. No, I can kind of relate to it a bit. Like, because I'm an older brother and I have a younger brother, right? But it just didn't, it didn't feel good. Like, Josh, it's just that the beats didn't hit for me, even though I feel like they should. I feel ya. And I wasn't a huge fan of Tom Holland's voice acting. I thought he did okay, but I think maybe someone else would have been better for the role. Yeah. I think they mostly wanted to get him for the recognition of it's Spooderman. And also the older brother character felt like it would have been played better as a young Jack Black, even though Chris Pratt did fine. Yeah. Well, what do you give it then? Uh, six out of ten. Ooh. I thought it was decent. I didn't dislike it at all, but I didn't think it was like amazing or anything. What about that eight out of ten you gave Cars 3? 
Hey, I need to walk back to the end of the 10 on Cars 3. That was a little high. I'm going to bump it down to a 7.5. Uh, that's funny. And I can't believe that's still our highest rated movie out of all of them we watched. The um, the movie we liked the most so far has been Cars 3, and that's so wild to me. <laughs> I feel like I should have liked this movie more than Cars 3, but I liked Cars 3 more. Yeah, the emotional beats of, like, Cars 3 hit more for me, even though I can relate to them less, I feel like. Yeah, because we're not Cars. And also not NASCAR races. <laughs> because we're not cars. <laughs> we're not elves either, Corbin. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, fair enough. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. All right. Now, topic one, the races in Onward. Yeah. They kind of remind me of this little Netflix movie called Bright, which you might have heard of. And we did another podcast episode on it. Yeah, it kind of feels like Bright because they add a bunch of fantasy races to make it look like a fantasy world, but they don't really do anything with them. Because we see stuff like elves, unicorns, mermaids, minotaurs, centaurs, pixies, goblins, cyclopses, and some others. But, like, the world really wouldn't be that different if they were humans. In the movie's defense, it kind of lends to a more fantastical, fun, like, whimsical adventure. If there's, like, like, elves and other races... Also, are centaurs discriminated against? You know, like in Bright, we said that centaurs are probably the lowest of the low in society because nothing is made for them. And also in this movie, the centaur, who's the boyfriend of their mother, has to, like, squish into, like, a regular, like, human-sized car. And everything looks like it's made for, like, humans or elves or anything that's shaped like a human. Also, he, like, breaks a chair when he sits down, and that's kind of, like... That seems expensive. Yeah, you'd think they'd have different things for centaurs or for different races. You'd think there'd yeah. maybe be different living places for minotaurs or for pixies or anything else. But no, it all looks like they just use stuff that's made for elves or humans. Yeah. Well, we don't see any humans, do we? I don't think so, actually. I don't think there are humans. I think it's just elves and like all the bipedal races. Okay. Two arms, two legs. And then the most, like, most of the races seem pretty similar. Like, they can walk and blah, blah, blah. The only, like, pixies can fly, but we'll get into that later. And then also the minotaur. No, it's the manticore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the minotaur. The manticore can, like, fly and breathe fire. It's like a mythic beast. Yeah, but it doesn't look like the ability of the pixies to fly or the manticore's ability to, like, breathe fire like, really changed anything about the world. So that's very weird, like, that everything still seems to look like our world, even though there are these things that would probably change different aspects of it. Yeah, like, maybe the Manticore being, like, higher up in society. Yeah, or different things being made differently because of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. Well, maybe maybe those races aren't too common where it's not necessary, and they just have to adapt, you know? Yeah, so they just have to fit into the majority society. <laughs> yeah. And nothing's made for them. I, I think that's how it goes, you know? You think they're rare enough that, like, no one cares enough to make anything for them? Like, if they're... A, I mean, capitalism, right? If there's a market for it, there's got to be something for them. It's just... I, I don't think there's enough people for it to... Even though that's that, that shouldn't be, like a factor for accessibility that there's not enough people but just like in this world there wouldn't be enough people for 
Yeah, it's super rare and no one cares about them or there's just a big enough market for it. Yeah, I think that's that's why. All right, moving on from the races, let's get into the, the very strange magic. It's it's like a blend of D&D magic and like fantasy magic. It's weird. It's like you cast a spell, but also like there's weird rules about like heart and feeling. Yeah, the spells can do mostly whatever you want, but sometimes you have to meet certain requirements for what they call a magic decree. And for like easy spells, you just need to like pronounce the words correctly. But if it's a harder spell, you have to do things like believe in yourself and like be physically positioned in the right way or use like a certain object like the Phoenix Stone. Yeah, like I think more powerful spells are powered by uh like it has to be powered by an outside source of magic, you know? Or do you think that they have to channel it through that? Or it might be they channel it through. I'm not sure. It could be either. I think I think they either have to channel it or it's powered by it. And then also, but with basic spells, I think you still need to believe in yourself. But with the more complicated spells, you need to believe in yourself and then have focus. Yeah. And also... Another thing that's kind of weird about it is, like, if you mess up the spell, the opposite effect will happen. Well, do we see the opposite effect every time, or is it just sometimes does something weird or different? Well, with the, like, Largify spell, he lost concentration, so he made his older brother mini. So, if you wanted to make something mini, would you cast the large spell and just be, like, not focused on it, I guess? Or there's probably just a different spell that's intended to do that. Maybe, but if you only know that spell, you gotta work with what you got. Wait, can you make spells to do whatever you want? Because it looks like the dad made the spell to bring himself back, or did he somehow find the the right spell for it or something? No, I think he, I think the dad found it and wrote it down. Like the bring back person for a day spell, you know? Okay. And how do you how do you find the spells? Are they just through the the D and D type game quests of yore? Yes, I think that spells worked. Like maybe some ancient mages like invented these spells or like focused them, and then this is like a way to concentrate the magic to do what you want. So theoretically, you could invent new spells, but I imagine it would be difficult. And another part that's really weird about the magic is that you need to be really special to use it. Like, we don't know how rare it is to be able to use magic, but we just know that some people just can't use it. Well, they kind of flip-flop on it. At first, it's like, oh, anybody can use magic, but it's hard. But but then later, it's like, oh, you have to be special. Because the older brother, when the younger brother gets the staff of magic, the older brother's like, oh, I know all about this, and he tries to cast a spell, and it yeah, doesn't work. he tries it, like, over and over, like, all day, right? Or most of the day. Yeah. And doesn't ever think, oh, maybe I just am not magical. So that's the reason. But the second the brother can do it, he's like, oh, it's because I'm not magical and you are. Yes, the movie kind of flip-flops on it a bit. And it might be the product of rewrites or something else, but it doesn't always agree with itself. Yeah, so I have a... It might be that some people just can learn magic easier. Like, anybody can learn magic, but some people it takes years and years of practice. And some people just kind of can get it, you know? Some people are just naturally talented or whatever. Maybe the older brother has to work for a few years, but they just don't have that much time. So it's like, you can do it and I can't. 
Okay, that makes sense, because otherwise, why would he be teaching it to the school at the end of the movie? Because Tom Holland's character teaches his class about magic. And people, right? They're whack. Yep. And um, so when they invented electricity, right, they're like, man, frick magic. Frick being able to summon freaking fire, because I can turn on a light bulb. I doubt the only reason people used Fireball was to light a room. Well, they say, I went back and rewatched the beginning with the narration, and they're like, magic was used to help those in need. <laughs> so I don't know if people were under some sort of moral obligation to like help people who couldn't use magic or didn't know how to use it. Or it might, it might be a revisionist history. That's true, but it does show the scenes like animated instead of just like a narration over nothing. Which makes me think these things happened. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it seemed like a small sampling of magic users, you know? Yeah. So I don't know if that's like, I don't know if that's true. Like, magic has to be used for good. But it doesn't ever seem like it was used for evil, really. Yeah. It had to have been, though, right? Maybe there was some, like, I don't know, utopia where everybody lived in harmony. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and it seems like people stopped using magic because it was inconvenient or less convenient than technology. And that might have been why they invented technology in the first place. It was just because they were too lazy to learn magic. Yeah, we're going to come back to this. But right before that, I want to take a brief moment to talk about the legs. The father's legs, you know, they're supposed to bring him back. It doesn't work. They only bring back his lower half. How does that work? Well, I mean, the spell only goes halfway through, you know? Like, like you got the legs and then the bod, but then you only summon the legs. But in other instances, if your spell doesn't fully work, it does the opposite. Yeah, I mean, I think we just we did establish, though, that uh, if a spell fails, it doesn't necessarily do the opposite. It just does different. Now, in the movie, it's like the legs can think, right? Oh, yeah, they feel vibrations, they can feel touch, but they can't see or hear because the head isn't there, obviously. And we're like, what? How does that work? Yeah, the head's not there, but they can still think. So what my idea is, it's like, imagine reality is a swimming pool, right? Uh-huh. And the reality juice is the swimming pool, and then outside of reality, the spiritual realm is everywhere else. You know? So his brain's still in, like, the spectral realm or whatever, wherever dead people go but his legs are in the physical realm. All right, now let's move back to what we were talking about with the move away from magic toward technology. These are our conspiracy theories about it, right? We must have a conspiracy theory in every episode. <laughs> this is the law. And now we've, we've codified it into a full force section, baby. So technology, right? It's convenient. So people have lights, they have heating, they have plumbing, right? But... They imply that magic just went away when electricity came. But that doesn't make any sense. Because if you think of the real world, right, we have machines for everything. But a lot of people still hand work stuff. Maybe they can't afford the huge technology to do the thing. So they still learn magic. I I would believe that people would still learn magic as if, like, technology just, it's so convenient that it's like, no, that doesn't make any sense. And then also, like, it's weird because some people are just super gifted with magic. Maybe the reason magic died off is because some organization or some, like, people were like, 
seeing this technology and saying, we need to get rid of magic to make money on technology, right? So then they killed all the magic people and then to get rid of all the magic stuff. But where they failed is they didn't get rid of the magic knowledge. That seems pretty concrete, you know? Oh, maybe the people who knew how to use magic hid it in the game, quests of yore. Oh. Or maybe that knowledge has been passed down from just a few people for generations until they decided to kind of get it out there, but in a very subtle way that maybe people wouldn't like get them in trouble for. Also, the pixies somehow forgot how to fly. I think it's some coordinated effort to make society more like more suitable for elves. Or for bipedal creatures that are like elves. Because okay. that could also explain why nothing is like made for pixies or centaurs or anything else. Everything seems to be made for them. How do you feel about that theory? That's a really weird one. <laughs> that, that's I don't know how I feel about that one. I'll be honest. That the bipedal races wanted to put everyone else down and in doing so also took out magic. <laughs> I'll be honest, I think this one doesn't lend to conspiracy theories as much, other than the magic dying out, which has to be some sort of concerted effort from maybe, like, the inventors of electricity and stuff like that to push their stuff. Oh, you can also sell it, which people, yeah. it didn't seem like people were doing them with magic. From the beginning, they were just kind of helping people and doing it for free, like, oh, like starting the goblins fire for them for free. So magic didn't really lend itself well, at least in the way people were using it, to capitalism. But electricity and, like, inventing stuff, that can be sold, that can be a commodity. And people wanted to make money. So corporate propaganda killed magic. Well, I don't see why you couldn't market magic and, like, sell your use of it. But, like, I guess everybody shamed you enough. Maybe only the best people are the ones who are given the ability to use magic. Yeah, maybe the maybe purest Maybe it's like, part. moral thing. Where you have to be, like, a good person to be able to use it. So that kind of... So I, I think I can discount evil magic users that I said earlier. I don't think that... Yeah, there doesn't seem to be any evidence of, like, bad people being able to use magic. It's just pure of heart use magic. And then corporates, corporations were like, we can't sell that. So then through corporate propaganda and stuff like that, they kind of fizzled out magic in favor of technology and stuff. I think that works for us, that only, like, the pure of heart, only good people were able to use magic. And so corporations obviously stamped it out, because they're evil. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if it's necessarily corporations, but more people who weren't so good and wanted to make profit and couldn't do that through magic, and are maybe jealous of magic users, turn to other means. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Uh... <laughs> We were going to do an episode on VeggieTales and the magic bean, but we decided, screw that, that's not enough. Yeah, we couldn't get enough content out of it. But yeah. if you really want us to make an episode on Lord of the Beans, the VeggieTales ripoff of Lord of the Rings, let us know on Twitter, at the Lore Podcast. Hey, thanks for listening. Also, what's up with that spell where they like tell a lie, and then it goes away? Yeah. <laughs> like this guy's self, it goes away every time you tell a lie. That's kind of whack. Anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks to the lower half of Barley's father for making an appearance in this podcast. All right, until next time, I'm Corbin. And I'm Josh. And this has been Lore You Can't Explore. Bye. Bye.